Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I don't know who wrote this. I did, but I apologize to the writer because I can't give a tribute to I always like to attribute. But here's what uh, the person wrote. The wealthy do it, the poor do it, and the middle class. Parents of all ages and ethnicities do it. Mothers are just as likely to do it as fathers. It happens to the chronically absent-minded and to the fanatically organized, to the college-educated and the marginally literate. In the last 10 years, it has happened to a dentist, a postal clerk, a social worker, a police officer, an accountant, a soldier. What it is, is leaving your child in your car in sweltering heat. Unfortunately, children do die. And uh, that was the case with Justin Todd Harris, the Georgia father, who in 2014 generated international scorn and was convicted of malice murder after leaving his 22-month-old son, Cooper, in a sweltering car, and the boy died. I remember speaking about that case on this program to great length. Well, this week, the Georgia Supreme Court overturned the murder conviction, declaring the prosecution's presentation of evidence had been unfairly prejudicial toward Harris. His lawyer, Maddox Kilgore, had fought the appeal on the point an accident is not a crime. Now the DA has three options. Retry Harris on the murder charge, not retry the case at all, or reach an agreement in which Harris would plead guilty to a lesser charge. There's also a documentary film about this uh, particular incident, this case. It's called Fatal Distraction, and you can find it on numbers of platforms, including iTunes and Amazon. And I saw the uh, review by the New York Times senior film critic, and he gave it a pretty good review, this uh, film, Fatal Distraction. So we're joined on the program today by Justin Todd Harris's parents, Reggie and Evelyn Harris. Mr. and Mrs. Harris, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm sure this is a, has been a very difficult number of years for you your son and your grandson. I'm not sure what uh, the last few days have meant to you, but we will ask. Maddox Kilgore is Mr. Harris's lawyer. Mr. Kilgore, thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. And Susan Morgan is the director and producer of Fatal Distraction. Hi, Susan. Hello. Thank and Lara C. Thomas is the co-producer of Fatal Distraction. It was Lara who got in touch with me. Hi, Lara. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, I, this is such a such an important and it's such a disturbing reality. Mr. Kilgore, so the Georgia Supreme Court decided the malice murder conviction of Mr. Harris and the death of his son Cooper, if I have this correctly, was at least partly engineered by the prosecution's insistence on directing focus during the trial toward Justin Ross Harris's alleged interest in pornography and pursuit of a woman and prostitutes he'd met online. The judge who wrote the decision included the words unfairly prejudicial, about the prosecution's presentation and added this created the emotional environment for the jury to return a guilty murder, uh, guilty of murder verdict. Do I have that correctly? What do you want to add to that, sir? Well, what I want to add, I guess, is that this is how innocent people get convicted. When you have a um, judge that uh, essentially gives the government a blank check to uh, admit any evidence they want of a nature of bad character 
um, and you, you simply put uh, the defendant's character on trial rather than trying the relevant facts that go toward, uh, 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 go toward the charge and go toward motive, this is what happens. This is the recipe for how innocent people are convicted. And uh, the Supreme Court of Georgia essentially called this, judges, called this judge out and said, uh, you can't just let everything in. Okay, you know, and I know, we all know, that there are many people who will say, that is murder. You left your child in your car, your child died in uh, very difficult circumstances, so it's murder. That's what a lot of people viscerally, how they react. But, um, Mr. Kilgore, you've said, and I'd like you to follow up on this, please, an accident is not a crime. Speak to that, please. Well, it's not. Uh, and that's not just uh, uh, lawyer talk. Um, it legally, of course, um, uh, in Georgia, an accident is not a crime. Um, it, it is an absolute defense uh, because if, if uh, uh, an act is done or uh, something occurs because of an accident, um, uh, or in this case, it's, it's a memory failure, uh, then there's no criminal intent. Uh, there's no intent to do anything wrong. There's no intent to, to uh, do any harm. Um, uh, legally, it's, 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 it can't be murder because it's an accident. And I think just as a matter of, uh, you know, an everyman uh, understanding of the difference between committing a crime and something that's an accident, I think everybody understands that. You don't have to be read the law to know that uh, if, if, if something happens uh, without design, without intent, uh, that's an accident. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that that's not a crime. It's an interesting position for the court to consider. It's either or, and it's I think it's a very good way to, to phrase it. Mr. and Mrs. Harris, your son was internationally portrayed as a monster, and there's always real anger toward any parent who leaves a child in an overheated vehicle and the child dies. That's inevitable societal reaction. What are your feelings about your son and about how your grandson Cooper died? It was an accident, and I mean, how am I supposed to feel? I loved my grandson with all my heart, and I love my son, and I don't, I mean, I can't blame him for an accident, and it was hurtful. Any way you look at it, when a child dies, it, hurt, it hurts, and especially when it's your grandson it hurt. And, 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 and also the things that portrayed about Ross that he allegedly has done is we don't approve of them. No, no parents approve of them, but it has nothing to do with murdering your child. He loved Cooper. He, and we knew that. We know that. He cherished that child. He thought nobody had ever been a dad but him. Tell us a bit about your son. Tell us about him. He's funny. He is, he doesn't meet a stranger. He is, he's smart. He's smart. He's very, very jovial. Very, he, he's just a, a good guy. Friendly person. Friendly person. 
The film that we've uh, been telling you about that is available on various platforms like Amazon and iTunes is Fatal Distraction. Susan Morgan is the director. Lara C. Thomas is the co-producer. I'll ask you both, to uh, Susan and Lara, to approach this question. Uh, so I read a positive review of your film, which is great. What was the most difficult aspect of sharing this story with a viewing public? Because Justin Ross Harris was talked about openly as a monster in 2014. What was the hardest thing for you to do? Um, well, I'll start. Um, Jean Weingarten, a Pulitzer Prize-winning author, wrote an article called Fatal Distraction. And in that article, he describes how the ordinary person has a safety mechanism. If we describe someone else as a monster, then these accidents cannot happen to us, to you or to I, to myself. They can only happen to someone who's a monster. And I think that the hardest journey we've had to fight is the court of public opinion because Everyone believes that these accidents could never happen to them, but they happen with frightening regularity. During the summer months, two or three children die per week in the United States. That's a really scary, scary number. Uh, did you have an opinion of Mr. Harris when you began the film, and did you change? Did the opinion change at all while you were filming it? Absolutely. I, like the rest of the public, was subjected to all this salacious nonsense, many lies that were written about and talked about in the media. So, of course, I thought that perhaps he was guilty. But I talked to all the other parents that I have interviewed over the years who have suffered this accident, and I talked to... Jeanette Fennell of Kids and Cars Safety. Lara and I began investigating, and what we found was that the events of the day of Justin Ross Harris's accident were exactly like the events of all the other parents. The parent is absolutely convinced that they have dropped their child safely off at daycare. Yeah, I've heard that so many times in all the cases. Uh, Mr. Kilgore, so the district attorney has three choices, right? Walk away, retry the case, or work out a plea arrangement. In the, uh, tell us what your thoughts are about that. And in the meantime, does Mr. Harris remain in custody? Sure. Well, the first step is going to be the district attorney's office will have an opportunity to uh, petition the Supreme Court of Georgia to reconsider its decision in this opinion. Um, uh, that's step one. Listen, we were not at all surprised at this result. Uh, we believed all along since 2016 that this conviction was going to be overturned. So we're not at all surprised by that. Uh, if there's any surprise, it's that the, the opinion was not unanimous. There were three justices of the nine-judge court, uh, Supreme Court of Georgia, who, um, for one reason or another, uh, uh, dissented to this opinion. And so what the uh, district attorney's office is going to do first 
is they're going to petition the court to uh, uh, think about this decision again. Uh, I do not believe that's going to be successful because the majority uh, in this written opinion, it's about 135 pages long. Um, and it's extremely, extremely detailed. Um, and uh, I'd like to, I'd like to share with you something that I believe is is really significant in this opinion. Uh, the state's theory in this case of motive was that Ross uh, intentionally tortured and murdered his young son, who he loved very much, so that he would be able to get a divorce from his wife in order to philander with other with other women. Here's what the court said. It was not a reasonable inference that a man would believe that he had to kill his child to escape his marriage. The state's weakly supported motive theory based on multiple inferences was contradicted by substantial evidence that appellant Ross loved and cared for his young son and had never mistreated Cooper including testimony from Leanna, who, who by that time had divorced Ross. Daycare, uh, uh, Cooper's daycare teachers and Ross's and Leanna's family members and friends. The evidence was overwhelming uh, from everyone who knew Ross that he loved, 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 worshiped that little boy. All right, Mr. Uh, and Mrs. Harris, Reggie and Evelyn Harris, I want you to have the last word. Please uh, share with us what, what you think our listeners need to know, because I'm going to be asking our, our listeners to call in and ask whether they believe this was a crime or a terrible accident for which a parent should or should not be criminally charged what, uh, or convicted. What do you want to say, Mr. and Mrs. Harris? I just want to say that Ross is innocent of any charge of murder, any any, he's innocent of ever wanting anything bad to happen to Cooper because he loved Cooper very, very much. And, I mean, this is a man who stopped the traffic on the one of the busiest streets in Tuscaloosa to save a dog who was laying in the street. I mean, he would not, he would never do something like that. Never. Okay. He loved that baby. He thought no man had ever had a baby but him. I, I would like to address to all the listeners that one of the reasons we're doing this interview and other interviews is to save the lives of other children. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what people don't understand is, is they think most people think, I, could lo I love my child too much to do this. It could yeah. not happen to me. But it happens to it happens to judges. It happens to, to lawyers. It happens to anybody. Yes, and yep. anybody that gets a change in their routine, in their daily lives, your brain, your brain is an automatic power. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.